Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isobwe, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything. You know how we do it on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. You know, we come into this space. That's how we say it. We come into this space to lean on one and all experience and to do what? Forge a positive path. That is what the World Cafe Live Show is all about. And it's been amazing. Each time I sit here and know that you are there listening, oh my, mm, it means the world to me. What are we going to be doing today? Yes, you are seeing it on the screen, but I'm going to say, I'm going to you know, say one or two things about it. Leading from your core, leadership is one thing that we cannot, undeniably, we cannot run away from if we must make our lives useful and purposeful like, like like the uh a great name in the, in the leadership space global i mean in the globe today the way he says that leadership as in everything rises and falls on leadership yes enough i have someone today his name is obi apuche yes obi i like the way that name sounds he is all about operating from, from your core let me not let me not bore you so much with all the story. I'm going to bring him on now, and he's going to tell us about himself and why he chose this word, core. Okay, where is he? And there he is. <laughs> hey, Max. <laughs> How are you doing, Obi? Good Very to have well, you. Good to have you. you on the show. Thank you. you thank you before, for having me. You know, before, I brought, you. before I brought you on beautiful before I, before I had you on we we're talking about the weather and I was asking by the way we'll be somewhere in the UK which is known for rain but I want to believe the place is not raining by I mean now as we speak I guess you have a lot of sunshine yes yeah we've had some incredible sunshine actually my parents-in-law are in town from Lagos and since they've okay. been around probably even just before We've had the temperatures around 32 degrees in UK terms. That's been a heat wave, uh, unlike uh, Niger. So we are enjoying some fantastic weather. Oh, beautiful. Well, back home in Nigeria, it's raining. And I mean, at the city, I mean, at the center of the country, that's Abuja. It's been raining since on Monday. It's been raining and raining. And it's like, come on. We know it's the season, but come on, give us a break now. Just give us, <laughs> cut us some slack. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> it's been raining, as in raining. But well, we, we, it's one of those things at this time of the year, back, I mean, here in Nigeria. Good to have you on the show. So Thank who you. is Obi Apuche? Let's, let's start from there. Who is Obi Apuche? How do you describe yourself? 
It that says Abu is, Chi. Like, Abu that's Chi. the right pronunciation. Thank <laughs> <Yes>. you. <laughs> Abu Chi. That is a a great question. Uh, I um, It's always interesting when someone asks you that question, you figure out where do you start mm-hmm. from? So mm. my, how about I start from this? Um, so my parents are obviously Nigerian. Mm-hmm. My father is from uh, an Amber state or was from an Amber state. He's passed on now. My oh. mother was from, she'd say various places from rivers, Calabar, uh, Sierra Leone. <laughs> so a bit mm. of a combination. Grew up. Africa, uh, Africa, Africa runs through her more or less. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and I was born here in, in the UK, and then we moved back to Nigeria when I was seven and lived there for 10 years. So I had my formative years, finished primary school, mm-hmm. all of secondary school in Nigeria, and then came back here to the UK. But um, right. I, I'll tell you a bit of a, a story about something that happened on the way to Nigeria, which really sets up a lot of what I do now. Mm, so. Beautiful. We, we went back to Nigeria by ship. Uh, they, they didn't want us. They wanted us to have a holiday out of it. So it took two weeks. We went back by ship. And then while during that trip, we watched a film called Return to Eden. And that film was set in Australia. And mm. the, the main character, Stephanie Harper, she was married to this washed out tennis player who was only interested in her for her money and Mm. he threw her early on in the film he threw her into this crocodile infested swamp and almost left her for dead and some guy comes shoots the crocodile helps patch her up a bit and then sends her off to a clinic to get uh, some help and then a doctor mm. at the clinic performs plastic surgery on her and transforms her into this confident woman. And at the end, she gets revenge. But but as a seven-year-old, I was watching this and I looked at the doctor and said what the doctor did. And I thought, I want to do what he did because the doctor brought out the mm. best in this lady. And that mm. really has been a foundational uh, purpose for me and influenced a lot of what I've done professionally, just wanting to bring out the best in people. But that was as a result of that trip to Nigeria at seven, watching this film mm. and being being inspired by something that I had seen at a young age. So um, I'm also married. I've got three wonderful boys. Uh, I'm Ibo. My wife is Yoruba. <laughs> so a bit of oh, a beautiful. <laughs> And did, uh, did, did you uh, say your wife is? Did you say your wife is Yoruba? Yoruba, yes, yes, she is. And you are Igbo. And I'm Igbo. Yes, yes. Don't worry, don't worry. Let me not go further than <laughs> that. That, that. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. Uh, yeah, so. So yeah, we—that's uh, a bit of my story uh, to, to get things. Started. I, 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 and actually, as you were as you were talking about the movie coming back to Nigeria and all that, and uh, what came to me was, so what I see standing in front of me and speaking today was all about 
I mean, he got it all about coming back home to Nigeria. So there's something back home, actually. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right. Good. Good. For sure. Good. I mean, at, at the time, right, when I was seven, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't interested in being back in, in Nigeria, but hindsight is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And I look back and and I think there were so many things that that I gained as an individual, uh, the sense of community, uh, respect, um, a sense of mm-hmm. family, the resourcefulness. Uh, th- there were just so many things that mm-hmm. I gained from my time there that that wouldn't have been part of my character, or even how I see the world, if not for that. Mm. Well, the trip oh, back to Nigeria beautiful. and also being there for ten years. Beautiful. So, tell us a little bit about your professional life. As in, how did you? fine the movie set you on that path so Mm -hmm. how did you go about that how did you the journey of getting to this point of now being in that same position like the doctor to help people you know bring out the best from them yeah so because of that movie for a long time i thought that the way i was going to do it was to be a doctor so for 11 years, I was set on being a doctor and and then came back to the UK and uh, applied to various medical schools and the, including Cambridge, King's College, St. George's. And they all said, or the feedback I got was, Obi isn't interested in science. And I was shocked, right? I was livid because I thought, what do you mean? I... For 11 years, this has been my dream. This has been my vision. Yeah. And yet it, it took me a little bit of time, but I realized they were they were right. And because mm. I wasn't interested in science. I was interested in people. So I wouldn't have been one of those doctors who'd have been excited about, hey, what's the latest medicine and and mm. let's look at these bones. I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to engage with them. I wanted to bring out the best in them. So, but, I, but at the time, I didn't realize what else it could be other than being a doctor. Now, I was fortunate enough when I was mm-hmm. 18, a mentor of mine gave me a copy of Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Affected People. And that then yeah. was that was amazing for me. I, I remember making loads of notes and and doing pretty much all of the exercises in in the book. And it really taught me. I, I wasn't thinking about leadership at the time. I, I wasn't in a yeah. in a leadership role. 
but it got me focused on the importance of developing self, the importance of growing myself, that if I was going to be in a position of influence, that it was really important that I was I was mastering me first before trying to master people mm-hmm. around you. Now, again, I wasn't necessarily yeah. thinking about core at the time, but but I mm-hmm. worked in various roles, worked with lots of leaders, and I just saw this fact that leaders have an incredible amount of influence on the effectiveness and the energy and the motivation of people. And so I knew, well, mm-hmm. if I want to play a role in helping bring out the best in people, then developing leaders who are influencing people is the route that I want to go down. And so I ended up going into coaching, NLP, practitioner, consulting, and that's really been my focus for the last two uh, decades. I've worked with some great organizations around the world, developing mm-hmm. leadership programs for Yeah. almost 70,000 leaders across the world um and now I run my own leadership and coaching business focused Beautiful. on helping leaders Beautiful. develop their leadership from the inside out. Beautiful. I mean you've been in this space quite a while and obviously I mean you you you've, you've gathered what I say huge amount of experience. So for this period you've been within this space what has it been like your experience can you because I, i believe firsthand you've been dealing with leaders you know when i was going through your uh profile i saw you you, you you've even worked with uh shell i think you mm-hmm. know and all that so what has share with us real firsthand experience on dealing with leaders and taking them from point a to point b and you know onto that point where they, they, they become so confident and impacting their own uh sphere i mean society as the case may be sure yeah well i'll share one of my first stories of working with a senior leader because that gives you a bit of an insight into the challenge i felt needed to be addressed so this was very mm. early on after graduating i was on a, on a graduate training scheme and working very closely i was fortunate enough to shadow the managing director of our sister company and this guy was super intelligent um you know really smart knew his stuff but he he had this reputation for just shouting at people and had a, a terrible temper and everyone was afraid of him and i i noticed that when there were meetings people wouldn't speak their mind they wouldn't be honest about what they're really thinking because they didn't want to be shut down and these are senior leaders and i'm just thinking something isn't right clearly there's a shadow that this individual is casting on people around him that is limiting their their impact and so when i then got into you know coaching and and nlp practitioner and training a big focus of the leadership development programs that i was working on is helping leaders grow in their awareness and so mm-hmm. i have seen leaders really have that incredible shift in rather than focusing on trying to quash people 
now they're thinking, how do I bring out the best in them? How do I get in touch with my own vulnerability as a leader to make sure that I'm being honest and open with my teams so that they feel mm. honest and open themselves and able to to bring the best of what they are doing and who they are and their motivation to work. And um, the, the big shift I, I see is I divide leadership into three areas, right? So there's the strategic, where are we going as an organization? What's our purpose? What's our vision? Do we have the right governance in place? And mm. and that tends to be you know, varying levels of maturity within organizations. Then the second yeah. level of leadership is the, is the operational. How do we operationalize uh, the vision? And sometimes leaders operationalize that vision by going for the command and control style or a more enabling style and then the mm -hmm. weakest areas the third area that i see which is um the personal leadership is how do i make sure i'm putting my oxygen mask on first so that i can be at my best for uh, my people and the leaders who really get the second and third one right are the leaders who have mastered the, the self and, and really know how to look after themselves, know how to down tools when they need to get the support, when they need to know what they stand for. Mm. Those are the ones that I've seen really do well in the second and, and third categories of the operational and the strategic leadership. Now, you, you know, the, the world is going through such a trying time, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, so many industries are grappling there's this change that is so apparent after the COVID uh, pandemic. So yeah. the world, the, the VUCA world is becoming, should I say, the reality that we live with every day. From where you stand, what is the best approach to all of this now? So I love the fact that you talked about VUCA and... Yes, so the world we're living in, it, it is volatile, it is uncertain, it is complex, it is amb ambiguous. The reality is if you go back 100 years, 200 years, people would be saying the same thing, right? I mean, yes, the technology is mm -hmm. different, but that VUCA reality has been around for a long time. Mm. And what I see with leaders and, and a big focus for me is you can do one of two things. You can be so focused on the externals as a leader. Hey, what's going on in our market? Who? What are our competitors doing? Um, how's the, the inflation rate? What's going on there? Yeah. So many leaders are so focused on that that they don't pay attention to the VUCA within. How am I feeling? What's mm. my sense of purpose? How resilient am I? How clear am I? about my sense of direction, how clear am I about my personal vision? And so mm. I, I'm just a really big believer that the, the, the you can't manage the VUCA externally. That is always gonna be what it's gonna be, right? But no one knew COVID was coming. No one knows who mm. the next, you know, where the next unicorn's going to come from. You can just, you can respond oh. to some of those things, but what you can do is every single day get up and think, okay, what's my sense? What's my purpose? How am I going to show up? What are the habits that I'm going to develop that help me respond as positively as I can 
to whatever mm. situation I'm facing. I can plan, but mm. no plan. There's a saying: no plan survives contact with the enemy. It's like you never know what life is going to throw your way. And so, mm. as a leader, the really the real thing you want to manage isn't everything around you. It's managing mm. yourself, and and that's really what's at the heart of leading from your your core. Beautiful. No, no, no. Listening to you now, what I hear is the serenity prayer. I don't know if you come, you've come across the serenity. <laughs> I prayer. know that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, excuse me, I have to deal with myself first of all. You know, <laughs> you know, let me deal with me. If I can handle me, then every other thing will fall into place. You know, absolutely. Now let's get, let's look at, let's let's talk a little bit about your book, operating from your core. That's the title of the book. Am I correct? leading from your core yeah leading from your core so yeah. now somehow i tell uh my friends my audience you know people I, I interact with that the minute somebody writes a book he becomes an authority and they all laugh i say they say, well, yeah. I said yes because he's not an author for him <laughs> to have authored something he has an authority <laughs> so, which we can make a reference to so <laughs> love that so so tell us how did you what drove you into writing that book and the your experience i I mean i mean putting down those thoughts together sure well so it's this is my third book my first book was uh, the magic of monday and and there's a story between About my first that. and my third book because okay. my first book the magic of monday it was written for young professionals helping them to have a, an amazing career by really focusing on uh, understanding their strengths and understanding that sense of purpose Mo- most well a lot of people say thank god it's friday which means they're only mm. living for the weekend and i say there's so much magic that can happen monday through friday when you're really I, in touch I, with your i like that right? topic the magic of monday <laughs> so, yeah. i'm going to put it down in the magic of monday <laughs> thank you thank god it's friday thank god it's friday but hello <laughs> the magic of monday <laughs> yeah and hey by the way i'm excited about fridays and the weekend but i'm all ex- i'm also excited about monday through friday because exactly. there's a lot of magic that we get there's to do a lot of, yeah, yeah but it, in the book so i wrote that book in the form of a fable and the the main character in that book was josh who was going on this career journey and and encountered a number of mentors along the way anyway my my mum was a massive fan probably my biggest fan of that book and she'd give that book to everybody if she could mm. give it to a toddler she could give it to an older person she'd give it to them and she was diagnosed with alzheimer's 8 years ago uh unfortunately and as her memory declined Every time she would speak to me she would say Josh is patiently waiting you know Josh being the character in the first the book what she meant story. was when are you going to get the next one I thought no mom I'm fine I'm doing my work I'm busy da 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 but she kept saying Josh is patiently waiting and I thought okay I need to get my skates on I need to finish mm. this but but um what is it i would want to do what is it i would want to write what's this next gift that i would want to give to the world and yeah you know, i've told you a bit of my story about just 
you know, as a youngster wanting to bring out the best in people, my passion for leadership, but also not just leadership, but leading from the inside out. And so I interviewed about 60 leaders around the world. We were just talking about leadership and, and personal mastery. And I pulled together my ideas, some of their stories into the book. And really the book sets out a path, a compelling path to becoming just a purposeful, courageous and resilient leader. And that means a leader who is really attuned to managing what's on the inside. And CORE stands for, it's an acronym. So it actually stands for clear values. So really knowing what you stand for really knowing what you're about and being connected with that, those values and that sense of purpose. And then O stands for an optimistic worldview. And that's a leader who can see the challenges and see the difficulties, but also see the opportunities and, and have this belief that the best is yet to come. And then R stands for rewarding habits. So the, the best leaders, they have habits that help them maximize their energy, maximize their, their courage, that help them to both rest and, and renew so that they can be their best every single day. And then finally, E stands for empowering beliefs, because the belief you have about yourself, about people around you, about your leadership, that influences the action that you take the way that you show up and then ultimately the results that you get. So so it, it, it doubles up as, yes, it's also about leading from your inside and your core, but also it's an acronym for those four four elements. You, you, you know, when I saw the, the title of the book and the core, is, I mean, it was written in cap, capital letters now, I just said to yeah. myself, this core, this core stands for something. And yes, this core stands for something. And somehow I've come to see uh, people who believe in leadership from within, they always describe everything in acronyms. <laughs> Honestly, yes, yeah, they always describe. They, they, they come up with this, this funny way of putting everything in acronyms so that when you come across those acronyms, you just remember, you know, you just remember what they stand for and it's beautiful i had someone like that on the show recently and she was talking about how she goes by the name the iconic woman and when i asked her definitely she just broke down what the i see and what and all that beautiful and you just said it i was like what is it with these leaders that leaders with conviction they always put it in acronyms so you just see it it's just out there you're looking at it and it's beautiful because the truth is i can't forget that i can't forget that easily that's the truth the minute i see the word call what comes what will come to my mind i was oh he said something about this some time ago yeah beautiful now you said you've you've interviewed 60 leaders across the the globe. globe In yeah, so, which of the industries now? Well, let, oh, it's a variety of industries. So variety, okay. uh, it, it was from aviation to mm. um, tech to logistics to the uh, government sector, voluntary sector. So it was leaders mm. from uh, across the board and, and various levels. Because I, I wanted to make it really clear that that the leadership principles we're talking about, they apply wherever you are. They're, they're universal. Uh, they, they are universal. 
Um, at its heart, for me, uh, leadership is positive influence. You know, John Maxwell talks about leadership as 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 influence. I, I like to include the element positive influence because mm. Hitler was a, a leader, right? But the way that he mm. led, that wasn't positive influence. So you can mm-hmm. have some leaders who are not leading in a, in a positive way. And I really, I think that's unhealthy. I think that's toxic for communities, for organizations. So I like to think of leadership as, as positive uh, influence. Um, and, and so, you know, absolutely, you, you've got to have the right kind of mindset in order to be able to lead in a, in a positive, in a positive way. Oh, beautiful. Now, speaking speaking to this leaders across from mm-hmm. your experience were they open to accepting better ways of doing stuff okay ah, the way I, i've been going about this is not the best so i need to change my leadership style just like you said to the positive aspect their recept i mean the reception what was it what was it like so i mean i, I knew a lot of them so i I most of them were already living this way, right? They were already great examples of of this kind of of leadership. Um, okay. I, I'd say I knew about eighty percent of of them. So right. because for me that was really important. I, I wasn't going to include examples of people who who weren't already living in line with this. Now, having said that, and this is true of of any self-aware leader they'll always say i've got room to improve i've got room to develop i've got areas that i need to to grow in so and every single one of them would uh, acknowledge that and i heard i heard stories some very sobering stories and i share them in the book of what happens when you don't lead this way what happens when you don't lead uh, from the inside out so one really sobering story was of a a leader who committed suicide because uh, a massive project that uh, he was on it it went pear-shaped and and then when they dug deeper he was having some problems at, at home and with his family and he, he wasn't at home anymore and and, and that's what happens that's a, a very sobering and, and extreme example of what happens when you're so focused on the externals that you're not really paying attention to what's going on for you uh, personally and then other examples that were shared of about uh, financial mismanagement um, uh, organizations losing loads of money because leaders weren't walking their values so there were lots of examples that they shared some good examples of yeah this is what it looks like when you are absolutely looking after yourself and therefore looking after your people uh, so there were a mix of examples in there but overall I, most of the leaders that I spoke to were very much in tune and connected with this idea of the importance of leading self beautiful now I'm going to throw this question at you because you are in this space I came across a write-up that uh, the GE CEO Jack Welch you know when it was still alive, the advent of the internet. So he was uh, uh, trying to get his managers to appreciate and embrace the the internet. How knowing that 
it will change the way things, the business environment and all that. So what he did was to get the younger generation then who are like, they understand the internet and the savviness of the internet and all that and brought them, you know, more or less to have what, I think that was where the word reverse mentoring, you know, <laughs> came from or, you know, was made known as in. So now we are living in that, would I say, just like you said, VUCA has always been there. Just that the VUCA of 100 years ago may not have been with the Apple and what have you, yeah. the technology, but the technology of that time. So we're having such a situation again where you have the millennials, as we call them, yeah. the group uh, and the, 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 the alpha generation now, headed a new word for that alpha generation. And so, how, from your point of view in the development space, how do we bring there's there's a generational fight somewhere you know there's a generational fight how do we bring these two generations to see themselves and appreciate that see we need each other within this container to move i mean to take the development to the next step what do you think from your from from where you stand so i can't help but think about it as as a father right and i think mm-hmm. of the 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 circle of life. My yeah. family isn't just about me and my wife, it's also about our kids. And I love the fact that that my wife and I, we've got, you know, four, just over four decades of experience and perspective, but we love the fact that our kids bring energy and, and insight into new technology. And the beauty of mm. our setup as a family is that actually together we get so much more than either one of us would um, alone. And mm. so for me, it's, I, I, I never really see it as either or. It's not, oh, hey, either we have, you know, the older generation or the younger generation. I, absolutely, we always need the combination of the two. We need those new ideas. No organization can innovate without new ideas. And a mm. lot of those new ideas come from younger people who, come in and, and they see it, you know, here's what the previous generation have built and and it's taking it to the next step. I've got a huge amount of pride when I look at my boys and we're playing table tennis and they're better than me, right? It's that they're, but I feel like they're standing on my shoulders in a way, right? And, and yeah. I'm moving them to the next level. So I think if the older generation had an appreciation for the younger generation what they're bringing and say hey yeah absolutely come and help us take what we have done to the next level and then the younger generation are looking at the older generation with an appreciation and respect say hey thank you for what you've done and we want to come and contribute and take it to the next level because we all want progress Mm. and so rather than seeing it as uh, you know you versus me or either or or us against Mm. them, I say, hey, let's work together. There's an African proverb that says, if you want to go far, or if you want to go fast, go alone. alone. If you want to go far, go together. And we all want to go far. So let's go together with the wiser, older generation, the younger, energetic generation with their new ideas. Hey, let's work together respect everything that everybody brings and we end up making some incredible magic beautiful guys we've been talking with obi abuchi 
And uh, we've been looking at that thing that makes him wake up every morning and smile and just leave up leading from his core, you know. And you will agree with me, he's so excited. He's so excited talking about it and amazing. His insight, his focus, you would agree with me, it is unparalleled. So now, what are you up to? The year is gone. We have like maybe four months to go and we're stepping into 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are you up to? Well, so at the beginning of this year, I launched a Personal Mastery Academy. And the Personal Mastery Academy is uh, an opportunity for leaders uh, across the world to take advantage of online coaching and, and training and development solutions and also connect with other leaders who want to become more purpose-driven leaders. So our goal is to continue to grow that uh, as a business where we're growing, uh, just had someone new join the team uh, mm. today. We've got a vision that by 2030, we would have impacted 100,000 leaders around the globe, helping them become more purpose-driven leaders who not only have a positive impact on their organizations, but also on our world and, and on their families and their communities. So so that's our vision, really, to, to grow that, to inspire it. Um, I am also looking at some partnerships. I've been exploring some partnerships to mm. uh, work with some organizations across the African continent as well, just to inspire uh, the next generation of leaders that are coming up. So those are some... <laughs> small big things that are on my mind that we're working on. Okay. I, I like that small big things. Now, I'm going to ask you this question about home. Home here is Nigeria. I know where you are. You, you hear, you, you follow the news somehow. You see what is happening. What, what, what do you think from your position and where you stand? What do you think we need now? more than ever as a nation. You said this in your intro and I I couldn't agree anymore. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah. Now I I want to qualify. I don't think that means leaders are more important. I think we all have an incredible role to play. But leaders set a vision. Leaders relate to people in a way that inspires them to bring the best of themselves. And for a long time in Nigeria, we've had leaders who are far more interested in their own empires and their own ego than really serving their people. If you want to be a leader who people will remember in a positive way, then you want to be about the people. Now, I don't usually get into politics, but but I have seen mm-hmm. in this that the 2023 elections I think are going to be incredible. I, I think there is a hunger amongst the really aware Nigerians for a new type of leadership, a leadership that mm-hmm. isn't selfish, a leadership that is about making our nation. You've got you look at Nigerians, right? We are in every Mm. single sphere, right? Whether that's as doctors, as engineers, in uh, accounts, in finance, we're making a huge difference. We've got incredible talent, incredible potential, Mm. 
And it would be so great to have a leader who is really focused on harnessing that and helping us as a nation have a really positive reputation around the world for the good that we do rather than for some of the negative behaviors that have been really predominant amongst our political leaders. So so I think what we need is really meaningful purposeful uh servant focused leadership. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know so many times when we talk about leadership in the sphere of leadership development and all that I know a good number of us would like I I, I don't want to I mean I don't want to put myself into politics and all that but I've come to realize you can't run away from it we all can run away from it yeah, somehow yeah. Polit- political leadership sets the tone and it defines a lot of things about us so the if we don't embrace it somehow just like you said the negative influence not the positive yeah. influence now takes over and drives the negative conversation and what have you thank Absolutely. you so much beautiful beautiful now before i let you go i know you have couple of things to attend to and all that where do we catch obi if we want to catch him where do we catch him where do we get in touch with him and all sure there are different ways i am on linkedin so you can connect with me on linkedin on my website uh, www.coreleaders.co.uk okay. uh, you can reach out to me on twitter on instagram on mm-hmm. facebook uh, all of those uh, different avenues um Beautiful. yeah and I know you 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 have a podcast also. I do. Yes, you can also find my podcast Leading from Your Core that's on yeah. uh, Amazon, on YouTube, on mm-hmm. um iTunes, on Spotify. You can uh listen to me there as well. Beautiful. 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 Amazing. Thank you Obi for taking this time to to to, to do this with us and all. One last question before I let you go. How do you combine family life and what you do how do you combine them <laughs> but i see you, you you look busy today from where I, from where i stand <laughs> yeah that that that's a good question so one of the things that i say is what gets scheduled gets done and mm. i i have and it works for me about 90% of the time right and and i'm very intentional I've got I've divided my the the important areas of my life into seven categories and I review those on a regular basis including family and work and you know spiritual life and impact I'm having in the community finances and all of those and just reviewing those regularly and just making sure that that I'm investing in all of those so that I don't I don't want to excel in one area of my life and mm-hmm. and to the detriment of others. And for me personally, my greatest legacy is going to be my wife and my kids, right? Them being confident, them thriving, them being at uh, their best. So, reviewing it on a regular basis and just taking the time to really make sure that I'm not dropping the ball uh, in those areas is one of the ways that I that I manage that uh, so I'm quite intentional about it beautiful guys you hear that point what gets scheduled gets done so you don't just throw your time away like that sit down and you know schedule it because the minute it gets scheduled 
it will be done you heard it from Obi. yes <laughs> amazing thank you so so much ah time is always like this when we get to that part when we begin to enjoy the show and the conversations but well <laughs> like Obi said this is a schedule it's almost done so we need to get to another subject now thank you so so much i appreciate it thank you for taking this time yes so guys we need to run now but you know how we say it each time we come into this space we lean on one another's experience to forge a positive path you will agree with me it's been an amazing time with obi abuchi i know when we call on him next time he will show and we will have an amazing time but till we come away again bye for now bye for now thanks again Max. thank you oh yeah beautiful before we sign off i just want to encourage you yeah it's been a wonderful time and also, I'd like to hear from you your feedback. You know, you've been listening to the World Cafe podcast. I would love to hear from you the feedback. If you have any questions, yeah, you go ahead and ask those questions. You can reach me at my email address, amacrigaribaldi at gmail.com. Amacri is A M A C H R O D. Double E G A R I B A L D I at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, we'll get back. You know how we do it on the show. Thank you. Heart for time, it has been with you on the Word Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HRO Notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights Online Bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.